Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the podcast that is, well, I'm fizzing about basketball at the moment anyway. I don't know about these other two. Um, why is there an alarm going off? I think it was JT. JT? No. Don't throw me under the bus, Paul. That's definitely <laughs> your alarm. Okay, i got to come clean. <laughs> That was my alarm. Sorry for can throwing say, JC under the bus. Can I say that was silky smooth lying, how quickly you pinned it on someone else? Well, there was only one other person to pin it on, so it was it was straightforward. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear how easy you can lie. That's my brother Paul, who's joining me. Hello. And uh, also, it's funny how you're really fast at lying, but really slow at responding to your own name. Yeah, well, I, I considered doing another lie, but then, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I'm done with That's the problem. I'm, I'm turning in... over a new page now, and it's nothing but honesty from here on out. And the the, uh, the third voice is uh, my boy JT. You could have said it's one of those Zoom hacks, Paul. You know those Zoom hacks? No. Oh, they're like terror, like Zoom terrorists. They just go around guessing Zoom numbers and like <laughs> invading meeting rooms and like <laughs> sticking their tongue out and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's time for a podcast that we talk about the basketball on and we call it as a joke because we don't know that much about analytics. We call it Advanced Analytics. I am captivated by every game. My life has become basketball and I am obsessed are you guys enjoying these playoffs as much as I am? Uh, I'm enjoying them, but it's almost in spite of the quality. Like those, all four teams deserve to lose yesterday. That was so bad. That's some of the worst I, basketball I think I've seen. I loved it. I think in the playoffs, I, it becomes a rock fight, and these are thrilling, close games. In, in two days, we've had four games decided by two points. That's insane. I agree with both of you. I think... It was shocking, some shocking stuff, but I thought it was thrilling to watch. Like that play in, in Thunder Rockets where like Chris, Chris Paul tried to, to flop for a charge. Then Steven Adams somehow got a steal. Then he can't, Chris Paul came down and uh, James Harden then tried to flop. And then Chris <laughs> Paul just threw up the worst shot I've ever seen, basically to lose the game. It was crazy. Like, did they have it's, a timeout? They probably, I think they had a timeout, but anyway. Um, JT, you're promising some piping hot takes and c- some conspiracy theories as well. Paul, is that where you want to start? You want to start on the um, Rockets beating the Thunder and closing out know. the Series 4-3? I don't care. Yeah, let's start with Rocket Man. It's time for the man who flies through space, loves the Rockets, and loves Elton John. It's time for Rocket Man. Gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no. 
guys. The Rockets have done it, baby. NBA champs. 2020. Dan and Tony is vindicated. <laughs> yeah. They're perfect. It, wa- it was crazy how much pressure they had on them, right? If they lost to the Thunder in round one against the player they traded away, who Chris Paul, so funny, like going from being injured every year for the last 10 years of his career and 35 years old, going to um, the healthiest and fastest he's ever looked when in vegan. his career. Um, just to, he was powered purely by spite and the Rockets just like with everyone's job on the line, Harden and Westbrook have got to be the players I least understand in the world. And Paul in that game six, getting his dream Westbrook game. I, I couldn't believe all of it. Well, Chris Paul went, he's um, switched to a plant-based diet. Congratulations, Chris Paul. Unreal. <laughs> Yeah, I've never um, understood what plant-based is like because isn't a lot. That's like saying that I live in a. Oh no, that doesn't really make sense. It's gonna say everything's plant-based. Yeah, it's 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 like when they talk um, about food being made from natural, and what they mean is I like, guess no synthetic compounds or something. But like it all, like all food, even additives, you can trace it back to something natural. Um, I mean, it was plastic, not made from natural materials. At the st- anyway, let's not get into my lack of knowledge about science. Um, Paul, you must have been loving watching Westbrook almost um, ruin the Thunder in the I, same way he uh, ruined the Rockets in the same way he'd ruined the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, I was, but um, <laughs> I, I had an added experience in that game where See, normally was... people, Paul, Paul, normally people would say, "Nah, man." Um, you know, I just want to see good basketball. I want to see everyone do, do well. Good on you for um, no, hiding I, your d- distaste I, for Westbrook. I was I was rooting for the the Thunder in the series for sure, but um, I uh, I made the mistake. I was watching that game late. What game was that? Game six, and um, I I just foolishly at one stage looked at Twitter, and I saw a friend's tweet. Um, truly Elliot, who said, uh, he said, Westbrook finally coming up clutch. And then I quickly quit out. Right? <laughs> I quit out and I was like, damn it. I was really mad at myself. A, I'd ruined the, the result. B, the Rockets won. And then as I was like, I'm going to w- keep watching anyway. There's not that, there's like half a, qu- a quarter to go. And I, so I just couldn't believe it at the end. And then finally when that, when he threw it out of bounds, it became because he 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 fell over and lost the the ball. He 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 shot an air ball, and then when he finally <laughs> threw it out of bounds, I realized there was more. The second half of that tweet was going to be a joke, and I could see the joke already. And sure enough, after the game, I went and looked, and it said Westbrook finally coming up clutch for the Thunder in the playoffs. And it was just unbelievable that I I stopped reading before it got to the word Thunder just in time to have this. M. Night Shyamalan experience with a twist ending. It was crazy. But then the ultimate, sec- ultimate sequel was then Westbrook coming back in the next game and really no, he, keeping the Rockets in it. Yeah, you know, he had, he had some moments, but he still shot like one of eight in the fourth quarter and almost single-handedly lost in the game again, right? But he, you're right, he did have some a few vindicate, but that's the Westbrook roller coaster. I felt like that was, I felt like it was a, actually a real Westbrook vindication game. You're always gonna you're, 
you expect him to like he's never going to shoot high percentages but i thought that was like a really classic great westbrook 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 game okay now i think you're off your face he was literally one of eight in the i think it was quarter. i think it was robert covington um game 21 and 10 two steals three blocks on 46% shooting. I can't believe we've talked this long without JT just yelling out the word Dort or Lugin's Dort or something about Dort. I I want to say this. I actually think, um, what's his name? The, who's the GM? Presti. Presti. I feel like he's kind of screwed up. Like I was just thinking about how the Rockets, I think they look shaky as hell. Do we not Oh, you mean Maury? Yeah, Maury, Maury, sorry. Presti is... Yeah, Paul, uh, that's, what we're joking, that's what we're joking about. They look horrific. But I I feel like even last year's team, like, would they be fav- Would they have been oh, favourites this year? Of course. What would you, what's the and one thing you'd do? two years ago? Yeah, definitely. What's the one thing you'd do to this Rockets team? Give them back Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, it's ludicrous. It's like, it's unbelievably <laughs> stupid. Okay, they okay. Had, yeah, I'm, d- I'm glad d- we all agree. Okay, okay. Now, now let's, 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 let's rewind two steps because... While I don't really agree with the Chris Paul for um, Russell Westbrook trade, um, Chris Paul is on a massive salary. He still is, like an untradeable salary. He gets injured every year, especially in the playoffs, and has had no success. And so what they did is they they traded him for the one option they had, another massive contract, and a slightly more durable player, who ironically, Westbrook got injured in this series, which was hilarious because Chris Paul was healthy. But, like, Chris Paul's 35. He's got an untradeable contract. Maury has been forced to cut players he didn't want to cut and make changes he didn't want to change. It was a last-ditch Hail Mary to try and win a championship. But, and but I support didn't, the move. But they didn't trade trade him for any of those reasons. They traded him because he called hard and lazy. Nah, they traded him. Nah, they, nah I Maury would have I think it was. Back. I think they just Harden forced to trade. Guys, guys, Chris, how do you know that? Because it's 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 like a Tim what's his name McMahon broke the story last, uh, when it was before the trade. It's, I asked it's, Harden. It's, it's, con- it's confirmed. Chris Paul is thirty five years old and his contract is forty million dollars. It made sense but, to right, trade but, him. But here's the one percent. I don't think it did. That, that pr- it doesn't make sense. It was, here's what it pr- was a win now. It was a win now play, and I think they could win now if it's the win now time. Makes sense to just go all in on a big contract. And if Chris Paul hasn't played a playoffs in like five years, it's just I amazing just he him. played one this year. So, <laughs> but but they he, were one game was, away. They were one game away against when he got injured. One game away from potentially winning a title. Hmm. Yeah, and they did. They didn't get there because he got injured, and they they backed on his injury propensity. That's the stat that I want to create. Um, but I think yeah. your logic your logic doesn't hold here, guy, because you're saying that they traded him away because he is injury prone on a massive contract. But they and traded him for 35. Westbrook. But they traded him for Westbrook. So that isn't the reason they traded him. Because Westbrook's why was an it? incredibly durable player who is also on a massive, terrible contract. They, I'm, I'm with JT. They hated each other. It's it true. Was, it's apparent. Even in this I, series, I, it was apparent. I, I just, I have seen no factual. Like, besides a, a, a reporter, is that reporter, you know, like, oh, there's no proof that that was the reason. Um, but there was obviously a feud there when he did get traded away. Like, it's like LeBron. You can speculate on why everyone gets moved to everywhere. But, like, I don't know. I just think it's a bit flimsy. I Don't don't get me wrong. I wish they had Chris Paul, too. 
But I can totally understand why they traded Chris Paul for Westbrook, even though a bit more he didn't feel great about it either. But like sometimes you got to pull big moves. And um, yeah, Christy, it's just crazy. Um, it's hilarious that Chris Paul came back to haunt them. Hilarious. Okay, so you got draft picks as well, 2024 and 2026. First round. Like Harden's not going to be good in 2026. Well, the thing that the thing that the trade that gets me that people shit on is people because Paul George has been playing so poorly um, so far. People are shitting on Paul George getting traded for like fifty five draft picks with the Clippers, but that was a win now move. And I'm like, that seems still like a great trade. Like you've got to assume that Chris Paul will get, uh, sorry, uh, Paul George will get his shit together, and Paul George will play well in the next series and through to the finals. And now the Clippers are the win now favorites to win the championship this year in my opinion yeah right I didn't but you're right it, if, if the clippers go out in round one to the mavs and it looks like a terrible terrible trade but these this is the crazy position of a gm right it's crazy so one other thing oh, straight observation just because you guys are derailing my segment um, oh sorry man no that's fine well so interestingly though the rockets just at this as at the time that everyone is now agree with me that the rockets style of play is like clocking basketball just as just as the world's agreed on that, the thunder showed you had you beat it, which is just go even smaller. Like get rid of it. Billy Donovan is probably my second the second worst coach in my eyes after Doc Rivers, who both should have been fired in the bubble. They I but why does Billy Donovan play Stephen Adams thirty four minutes? None of was, the none of the Rockets can guard could guard any of the guards on Thunder on ball. For me. Billy Donovan just looked so bad at the end of that game when terrible when he couldn't draw up an inbounds play that even gets the ball in the court. Like with that first play, um, I I know you you can't see what the other team's going to play, but a lob to Steve standing unmarked at the hoop surely is on the cards. But anyway, you've also got a question why Shea Gilgis Alexander was. Um, inbounding, but you've got to have. Um, I was. I can. I just. I, I hate to play devil's advocate on every point, but um, I've got to come in there. Have the Thunder not had like an unbelievable season this year, massively overachieved, and doesn't some of that credit have to go to Billy Donovan? Mm, I guess yeah. I don't really think so. Now, I, um... to, to your point about Stephen Adams, he has no one. Like the Thunder only have three players, maybe Stephen Adams, who can score the um, ball. Bas- basically. And, they should they should have played Gallo at the five and played Baisley more minutes and got, I, I just don't no honestly what I don't know Stephen Adams what like I love the guy and I'm sure in some series he has a place he doesn't look right health wise but but also he's playing 34 minutes for what get it he does there's no rim protection you're an, you're an anti New Zealand um, no I love an, you're Stephen an anti Adams. New Zealand anti patriot Stephen Adams. I thought he silenced you when he when he drove the lane on the first play of the game and dunked on all over the Rockets. It was awesome. Mm, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. It was weird that Adams played so many minutes, and it is a it is weird they struggled with the inbound at the end. But that happens all the time in the NBA, though. It's just like doing a good them, uh... inbound play to win the game is hard. I was surprised. I'm surprised no one's mentioned Chris Paul yet because Chris Paul had a great game six, had a great series, and Did talked we about talk how at length. Didn't we just spend like five minutes discussing Chris Paul? Oh, no, 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 no. Chris Paul, not his contract and not the trade. Oh, I right. mean, Chris Paul on the court. Um, I mean, like, he, he kind of, I'm surprised he didn't get a bit of blowback for in game six talking about how some players are born for the big moments and then coming out in game seven. And don't get me wrong, 
he started the fourth quarter amazing and looked awesome and, and had a really good game. But then when it came to, you know, the final two or three positions of the game, he drove lazily to his right hand through an almost intercepted pass to Shay Gillis, you know, a second or third year player who then threw it out to Dort and people are giving Dort a lot of shit. But I mean, Dort has never shot a contested three in the NBA in his life. All the threes he made in the game were wide open and finally Harden charges him and makes the best play in Harden's history. You admit that block in that last play was pretty insane. And some of it's got to fall on Chris Paul and the coach for the ball ending up there, right? Shocking. I'd just like play. to say um, Stephen Adams was contributing 0.3 blocks per game in the series, which was good for, for good for ninth on his team. So What's that per 36, Paul? Um, 0.3? Uh, I thought it was... Oh, you, 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 you've no, got to give the Thunder... At the start um, of the series, I thought the Thunder were going to get killed, and I'm just amazed that they... Oh, oh no, I picked the series to be 4-3, Rockets, but more because the Rockets were bad. And so you've got to give them some credit for, for pushing the Rockets that far. Um but I've got to turn it on the Rockets now because what a weird, like, closeout. And, I mean, Harden not doing nothing to appease his, hair, his critics by Harden, who seems to lack the confidence to go get the ball, even though he's normally such an alpha dog, amazing scorer. But not only that, just um, seemingly, like, wanting to um, delegate to, like, other players who just clearly don't have it, like Harden, this is your time to shine. And he just, he just constantly shirks away from the spotlight. I feel. So, so I bought, one, Oh, you go, you go. Paul. Well, there was this one play where I was like, man, if I was Chris Paul, I would have really clashed with Harden as well. Where like, I feel like he does it quite a bit where they're on attack and he, he passes it to Westbrook who, sl- who slowly dribbles up the right hand side of the court and Harden's just walking and he's like not even over halfway. And so it's just Kills so me. bizarre because then Westbrook's there getting like double teams down the side and Harden's standing back at halfway. Like they're playing four on five and I'm like, I just don't see, I guess, I guess he's there as like a sweeper to stop the fast break or something. It's, but like, it's, it's just so bizarre. It's the equivalent. That's exactly what I was going to say, Paul. It's the equivalent of, um, like in a, in, oh, it would be the same for you guys. You know, if you're doing a uh, specific project and you're working real hard and then you end that, and you sort of just dial it in for a couple of days. Yeah, that's what that's what he does. But every time he does like anything that's defensive, he's just like, oh, like I've earned it. <laughs> and just, but exactly that. And you just see him; he doesn't even jog to get over halfway. I'd be so furious. So and, I, I take, I take. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. I take my hat off to our podcast because we were the only ones who borderline offensively joked about his weight at the start <laughs> of the bubble, and then last week. And the, my only two excuses for the way Harden is playing is either he's just not in shape or some sort of like, well, he's got like Paul George level mental, mental issues. Here's my conspiracy. So I think, uh, have, you I'm heard, so excited. have you heard the rumor that he's got, that he had COVID? Ooh, I've and heard that what, rumor. Yeah. That's why he was late to the bubble. But I don't think, I think the conspiracy is he got real out of shape over the lockdown and then the Rockets like told him just come to the bubble late and then they spread the rumor that he had COVID but yeah. they don't because they're just trying to cover up to the fact that he got in such shocking shape I, I really like that I, I like to think that he got well, in shocking shape that, and he had that, COVID that would explain <laughs> why online when there was footage of him showing up and people were like he looks skinny and I was like are you doing a gag <laughs> <laughs> 
He looks so bad. He looks um, awful. I think it's partly his haircut. He needs to go back to that fat. Like, I've never, ever thought the mohawk was cool. You know, like, you know the guy at high school that gets the mohawk, but he doesn't have the guts to shave the sides, and he sort of, like, just gels up the middle? I've never <laughs> I've never found the mohawk cool. But now, but, like, Harden's the one guy who should have the mohawk. Because his, his hair looks it, bad at the moment. Awful. Sure. Um, um, I'm going to go back yeah. and do a deep dive and look at comments online of people saying he looked skinny and like look into their <laughs> background and see if these are real people or if they're... Um, I, I, I love doing that on Reddit and Twitter and um, it's so disappointing when you are find out, you find out that they are real people and they're just crazy. Um, the internet's that old thousand typewriters for a thousand monkeys theory where it's just like amazing the things and it's why one of the reasons politics is so effed up now because you can always find out no matter what argument you want to make against the other side you can always find a tweet someone taking like the weirdest position that you just can't even believe someone would say that out loud on social media that opinion will exist and um speaking of social media and speaking of are you guys taking the piss i hate it when reddit is right and I wanted to move to Heat Bucks, if that's all right, and just bring up um, the uh, uh, the meme on Reddit that Steve Javi, just every time they go to him, he just agrees with what the refs have called on the floor, uh, which is not his job. His job is to point out what should have been called with the advantage of replay screens. And I just thought it was so pathetic when... Um, and I was rooting for the Bucks. I picked them, and I was disappointed that they were going to go down 2-0. Uh, um, when Middleton shot a, a long, bad, contested three, and um, that uh, European dude Dragic. stood straight, Dragic stood straight up and down. And yeah, he stepped into his towards him a little bit, but he was just so straight. He was like a tree. He was like a, <laughs> a tall sequoia tree, so straight, fingers pointed like a gymnast landing a, a flip, and. The, the fact that that was called a foul was crazy. I was happy about it because I wanted to see a, a game go to overtime, but um, I just could not believe that was a foul. And then I could not believe when they pulled out Steve Jarvie and he goes, yep, that's a foul. I'm just like, this is, I'm in a parallel dim- dimension and I, I have to agree with Ritter on this one. Yeah, but but Jabby's right though, right? On a technical term, right? Because if you watch it, I agree, it's it's ridiculous. But if you, but in, and in slow-mo, it looks really bad. But in normal speed, you can see, even though he's straight up, he's going with forward momentum into the shooter's space. Yeah, I reckon the other, the shooter was jumping more into his space. Like, it was like, yeah, oh. that's It's such a gray area, right, where it's like, was he moving? Like, did the shooter, it's just, like, what came first? Like, was he there or was the shooter? It's hard to say, but. The shooter was jumping was, into his but space. But the thing that annoyed before, me yeah. was there was a guy in one group chat I'm in who was like, who was like, that's that's definitely a foul. And then he was like, he was like saying that the Giannis one then wasn't a foul because um, Giannis wasn't moving. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Giannis was so, definitely moving more. <laughs> so good on Middleton for hitting three free throws because I always think even for good free throw shooters that can be quite tricky sometimes. Just the fact you've got to hit three, oh, like the, two. Yeah. And um, the game to tie on the, line, the game was crazy. Great. And then Jimmy Butler does the classic Jimmy Butler shot, which he's been making since the Bulls days. He's won games with it. He he does a fadeaway where he just like, he wants to make it so dramatic that he almost like plays up the drama of it by 
he wants to die after he's released the shot. And he did it. It was great. It was great defense. I felt like Giannis even put his hand on Jimmy Butler to try and stop him from falling over. But Jimmy's like, nah, man, I'm a hero. I'm going down. There was no foul there whatsoever. If there was any contact, it was way after the shot and almost to help Jimmy Butler not hurt himself on his mental fadeaway. Surely that wasn't a foul nah. either. But but Giannis just Giannis there was too like it was too like demonstrative the way he like sprinted over there and straight at him even if he hadn't touched him it would have looked like a foul yeah just but also I, yeah I think I think again they would like for, I thought it was more the landing space thing again they were saying we've been calling this all game well we called it once earlier with Andre Iguodala we called it then with Chris Middleton you can't land under where someone's shooting it I I, I just think too often. The reaction, and, and this is, I mean, I don't want to get into flopping too early, but like my boy Kyle Lowry's flopping all around the place. <laughs> um, we've got to talk about that um, guy from the Celtics, Marcus Smart, who did one of the most oh, legendary yeah. flops of all time. Where I loved for it. people who didn't see loved it, it. <laughs> it's Pascal Siak, uh, uh, it's, uh, I think it's, is it Fred Flan Vliet? Like a, a Raptors player in front of everyone, no one in front of him doing an uncontested layup. Pascal Siakam running behind him just in case to get the rebound, just in case the freak situation. And Marcus Smart runs into Pascal Siakam like a suicide bomber and hits the ground. Well, it was gr- it worked. It worked. I was like, this is genius. He, I he, knew, he knew it was the only play. He was like, I've got, I've got half a second until he lays this ball in. <laughs> What's the way to stop him? There's only one way, and it's to draw an offensive foul. And he pulled it off, and then sadly... Um, <laughs> obviously it got reviewed and taken away and he got fined, he got, he got fined and called for a foul. Um, Paul, am I correct? In, am I correct in thinking, Paul, that you and I, uh, are up there with Marcus Smart's worldwide biggest fans? I, oh, I, I stand Marcus Smart. So, I love him so I much. I have a, a future uh, Paul Williams song, um, mentions Marcus Smart. Oh man. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed that flop. Like that was flop innovation technology to the highest level. And, what a play. What a play. Um, and speaking of Marcus Smart, um, sorry, I've gone off the heat versus Bucks. I've, I've gone mental here, but like hitting five threes. I, I don't like Marcus Smart and that, but that was unbelievable. I love all cynical foul hunters. And that's not to go back to the Rockets. Um, sorry, but I there was a point at the near the end of the game where Chris Paul again just got the, a foul on Robert Covington or attempted to, which is just like so unnecessary, but just so amazing like that he... It sometimes, again, just at times would rather take the foul than win the game. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, he drew that. I, I think the refs do need to get smarter because, um, I mean, this, it's really highlighted this playoffs where, like, a couple of the worst offenders, Harden, who's actually been the best of the lot, obviously the OG, but then Smart, who's the current king, Cole Lowry and Chris Paul, who are right behind him, like, have just done some outrageous bullshit. What about um, Chris Paul um, at the end of the half? dribbling away from the hoop to draw a crazy flop over to get some free throws at the end of the half on Covington. Like that's what I'm yeah, talking about. That's what that's just, that but see, yeah. So the difference with Harden though is Harden's ones are cynical, but it's in an attacking play. Like I don't mm. actually, I don't have a problem with it at all because you can't stop him without fouling. That's, that's just mm. on you. But what Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul's the yeah. worst at it is actually take things away from a basketball. Like it's not a basketball yeah. play. He's doing the yeah. opposite of what you should do just to get a cynical foul. Yeah. Oh, Lillard's the other one. He he's more of the hardened camp. But yeah, it's it's comical. And you do think the refs need to 
um, lift the bar, like know these players, know Lowry, know Smart, and when you go into that series, and know that like if they hit the ground, you've got to be very suspicious because um, the chance of it being an honest foul at the moment seems like three percent because they just will just fall over at any contact, especially the scenario, especially if it's late in the shot clock. You just know that's all they're thinking in their head. And I, I don't enjoy it and um, think it Guy, should be punished. Guy, are you suggesting that the refs engage some sort of profiling? I Yes, I think they need to. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, no, honestly, I, got, I stole this from Nate Duncan, the NBA analyst. But um, I think that the refs need to watch tape and learn that like for, for a couple of players you've got to see the player who's going down because I, I i mean i'm a raptors fan and seeing lowry do it sometimes is just like he really does take advantage and what's annoying about chris paul and lowry as well it's like they don't just sell the contact they literally end the position like they will fall to the ground to say either there's going to be a um a, a okay. foul here you've got to blow your whistle or it's a turnover or like the worst play of all time. They really put it on, on the ref's um, shoulders and the refs are falling for it too often, I think. Well, speaking of refs, um, Scott Foster, I, I'd love to talk to you guys about Scott Foster real quick. Mm. So when, when I went to the Rockets last year, I was, I was sandwiched in between. Uh, so it was Travis Scott in front of me. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. Big time. Houston, um, Houston royalty. Yeah. This little kid, oh, not little kid, this teenager beside me, because um, I don't know who Travis Scott is, and I still really don't know who he is. But um, I don't know who he is. I've, no, I've heard of his name. Yeah, I just know him from that incident. But this kid next to me took off his shoes during the game, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and, like a teenager, and just had his shoes, holding his shoes for ages. And I was like, I was trying to find out what was happening from this other guy on the other side, and he didn't know. And then Were I saw him nice lean. Shoes? No, shocking! Like, oh, wow. they, they weren't gross. They but, and are these are, are these expensive seats? Are these like close to the court? Yeah, yeah. This is like a couple of rows back. Like I was just behind. So Joel it's a and rich B. kid, a rich kid, rich kid, rich kid. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so he handed his all handed his shoes to Trevor Scott, who signed them, and then this kid just held his shoes again. And then I, I was just fascinated watching him, <laughs> watching him leave the arena just in his socks. But anyway, that's not my story. The guy behind me. Um, was the biggest loudmouth I've ever ever heard, and I had no idea about the Scott Foster beef with Chris Paul and uh, Harden. And this kid was just yelling, "Faster, faster! You can't! You're you're out to get him faster!" the whole time. And yeah. so, but I never thought to look into it. And last night, did look into it, and it's crazy. They yeah. haven't won a game. Well, no. Well, I don't believe Foster's. I I don't believe Foster's actually doing anything. I just think he's saying stuff, but he's not actually well, calling it. So, but apparently, so, so JT, just for a start, can I say I love your voices? I I still can't get out of my head. You you doing Mar- Mario Hazonia, <laughs> um, saying that's a bucket. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> and I love your um, impersonation of that kid going faster, <laughs> faster. Um, but there's um, so for people who don't know, Foster apparently mentioned that um, he to Chris Paul that he refed his previous Game Seven loss when he like ten years ago, which is a crazy thing to remember. Foster refed the um, uh, controversial Game Seven Warriors versus uh, Rockets, where the 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 refs seemed to swallow their whistle on major fouls, normally against James Harden shooting a three, which I was happy at the time because I was like I'm sick of James Harden 
drawing three point fouls. That was a narrative, but it was still crazy the the so calls the refs didn't make. I, I briefly looked into Scott Foster and it seems like he was definitely what's the guy's name? Oh Tim Donahue. I want to say yeah. Brett Kavanaugh there. Um Tim Donahue <laughs> who was rigging NBA games for gambling syndicates or whatever. Yeah. He would um he would phone uh Scott Foster a suspicious amount of times and it would be like this, it would be like he would call the the booking like the gambling bookie guy and then he would call Scott Foster and then they would ref <laughs> like they would ref yeah. games separately and then he would call Scott Foster after the game. Like it's so and he would cl- he he claimed that it was just um locker room banter. <laughs> And he was like, we would call each other all the time to talk about, I could list all kinds of things. Family. Um, who's prettier out of Betty or Yvonne or something? It was like, I was like, who's Betty <laughs> and Yvonne? And then... Um, I think Betty's prettier. I think Yvonne, I'm team Yvonne. Nah, I'm Yvonne. <laughs> Love yeah. Yvonne. Um, but no anyway, it definitely Yvonne like... Yvonne who's not 75 years old. So I've got a theory, Paul. Yeah. I do. So I, yeah, I've um, got a really half-baked theory, but I agree. I think Scott Foster is bent, but I think there's a whole Scient- lot. Of... Scientology is it the Scientology theory? No, no Scientology. So here's my. So apparently, Chris Paul and the NBA and the Rest Association had some sort of mediation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that bad that they all got in a room together, and I th- and and Chris Paul requested that Scott Foster not not ref his games. But I think that the rest union got involved and were like, we all agree Scott Foster's a jerk and probably is on the take, but we can't give in to this because then players will request it all the time. Yeah. yeah. But he wow. looks like a real greaser. Hey, what, I don't, JT, I don't know why you're saying it's a half-baked take. That sounds like a fully-baked cake to me. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. My, my theory was that... My theory was that Scott Foster had something on the NBA and it was like Scientology where they couldn't um, fire him because he had this whatever this info was, and he was like, "I'll go, I'll go out about that thing." That was oh, I thought where you were going. Do you think Jabby? Do you think yeah. Jabby? If something happened to Scott Foster, like oh, one one of the rest got sick, and they're like, oh, "We can't continue." Do you think Jabby <laughs> could come down and <laughs> like what's stopping yeah, him? Man. I don't. Jabby right. looks younger than some of the rest. In the league. You know, you know, Jebby is stuck in hell in a um, TV room in Secaucus, New Jersey. Eh? Like he's not Jebby isn't um, able to. Uh, he's not at the games. Uh, oh, that's sad. <laughs> but if he did, he would just agree with whatever the other two refs are saying. Anyway, um, I will agree that um, while I like to conspiracize about riffing all the time, riffing is just bloody hard, and like mm. it's easy to turn anything into conspiracy theory where there's so many calls that are missed every game and. Um, yeah, it is just it, it is just an absolute shit show out there, especially now in the bubble. It seems especially bad. Um, what do people want to go to next? Should we? Uh, do we want to talk about jazz, um, nuggets, jazz probably. nuggets, and then do a little preview? Yeah, heck yeah. yeah and I've got a quick magic mayhem. I oh, just can't believe. Yeah, yeah, did not see that coming. Um, I just can't believe that Utah and Denver for a whole series, we're like, I'm just going to let a guy flame us in the same way that we're flaming them. Like, it was weird that both teams couldn't stop their own, 
hero ball strategy against each other for seven games. And I found it quite cathartic that, that game seven, while it was like such an ugly game, I was just glad it wasn't just hero ball, no double teams, letting these guys go off in the same way. Because it was a very weird series. Questionable defense, but thrillingly entertaining. And holy shit, what a performance by Mitchell and Murray. That was amazing. Mm. Murray has arrived big time. Love him. Absolutely love him. I really love him as well. I think he's got one of the best speaking voices in the NBA. Like, did you guys see that clip where he found out that they had to play again in two, in two days? <laughs> Amazing. And, and he's just like, do you play on Thursday? He's got such a soft <laughs> Canadian voice. It, I love it. I could listen to him talk all day. I, I, I'm the opposite. I've never liked him, but I'm I, amazed. No, I, I'm kind of the same. Already. I used to not like him. I thought he was like, I, I don't know. I just got a weird vibe from him where I just automatically assumed he was a, a real jerk. Same. I don't know what it was about him, but I was just like, this guy's the absolute worst. If I met this guy, I would hate him. I, I had no evidence to back that up, but um, he's really won me over. He seems nice. I watched a clip of him. Like, you know how they, they play things? Um, actually, I might have been watching a Denver broadcast and before the game they went into it or something, but it was him in, back home in Canada, I think, in the park with his dad and what I think was his little brother, but he was very young. Like there was a huge age gap um, and they were at the park where he used to train with his dad and his dad is crazy. So um, uh, his dad would like just be so tough on him and be like just drilling him. And, and like if he missed a free throw, he had to run over and run up this hill. And um, I mean, it doesn't sound that crazy now, but they were playing the snow. I'm trying to think of more things <laughs> no, that make I know it sound the, crazy. I know the story, Paul. Isn't there one about him? Because I heard it during the game and the commentator, because I really like listening to the home commentators, and they were yeah. telling it like it's a sweet story, and it sounded like child abuse. It's yeah. like, he, I think he had to shoot free throws in the snow, yeah, and if he missed, snow. he couldn't come inside or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounded team, full okay. on. It sounded full. <laughs> and in the clip as well, the dad, <laughs> it, the dad was letting off quite a... A hectic energy and and they also said i think when he was young he he made him meditate as well so he could be mentally strong for the game i, I think the reason he got the douchebag reputation was he in that controversial game where like i think his team was losing or something like that but he had like 40 points and he kept on scoring and staying no, his, in the game his his team won and he took and a shot at the Irving. end and Kyrie oh, yeah. went and got the ball that he would like would have wanted because it was like a career a career game, <laughs> and Kyrie hiffed it up into the into the stands. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back, Kyrie. Um, but yeah, I, I do think though that there's I mean, maybe we'll get to the predictions, but I do think there's rough waters ahead for Murray as I feel like he's gonna get dominated. He's a bit injured now. Oh, did um did Joe Ingles, I didn't see the footage. Did Joe Ingles cheap shot him to, nah, to get that contusion? Well, I, I didn't see the so. footage, but I believe nah. he did. I thought he I I watched it and I think it seemed okay. Like he he kind of he didn't even really move that much. He he but he, he kind of just like his knee just went into his his thigh or whatever. Because Joe Ingles him. Joe Ingles has a few dirty plays in his career. Definitely. Um, and speaking of dirty plays, um, who's the Clippers guy? One of the Morris brothers. I think it's Morris Senior. 
Uh, I don't know why one of them is senior now. I don't know what's going. Maybe, maybe he, he, had, a no, he had, named, had a child. He had a child and named him Marcus Morris Jr. Or, yeah, or Marcus. Well, he him him whacking Doncic in the head was ludicrous. Like a, like a horrific non NBA foul. I think he should have got a suspension for that. Um, and I'm rooting for the Clippers, um, but like that was horrific. And uh, but I am kind of glad. This is this is, sounds weird, like I'm victim blaming, but I'm kind of glad that the White Power Mavs, a team that unbelievably often has three white players on the court, it's crazy. They got four white players that play major minutes and three on the court. It's just unbelievable to see. Um, it was becoming weird in the in the climate of Black Lives Matter that, uh, like you know, and, and the white boy comment and stuff like that. It was just well, becoming th- really toxic. That, <laughs> I uh, feel like- that, that yeah. Oh, you can finish your thought. I was just, I was just saying, it was just, it was just awkward. That um, I love Luca, I love the, I love the Mavs, but we had to get them out of the playoffs because they were becoming like a symbol <laughs> of white supremacy. And it was, did anyone else? Is it, I know it's <laughs> were a they? Take. I honestly think they were. Yeah, like it, it, it stems back to like um, a bunch of like people from conservative uh, Reddit getting into NBA Reddit after um, uh, the white boy comment, and then the next game saying N-words about the Clippers and the Clippers obviously being one of the more um, uh, less, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but they're one of the more um, uh, just like less uh, acceptable <laughs> white people teams. I'm digging myself into a hole here, but what can I say? Between Montrez Harrell and Marcus Morris Sr., or whatever the F his name is, like there was just a really awkward, awkward dynamic where Luca looked like this amazing, like, Chosen what bo- chosen one white boy. Like I just found it. Did no one else feel this? Am I am I nah. well off here? I, just I don't think I don't. Nah, I don't think he gets the great white hope. That's what you're really talking about, right? Like the fact that there's always like a historically, if there's a white guy in a team, especially like Boston, it's the great white hope um, phenomena. I didn't really no, but, get that. No, no, but no, but not just that. Not just that. Just like the fact that people were ruining the game thread on Reddit with the N word and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, here's your pro- there's your problem. Just Stay off Reddit. Yeah, but I don't know. Reddit's normally not like that. Like it's not not that I go on game threads and they're normally pretty trash. But I just I just thought it was an awkward, awkward uh, thing, and I just kind of wish, I, I just kind of wish that um, uh, uh, Mavs would get a few more black players. I don't know what my solution <laughs> is, but I just I find them awkward. I find them awkward. Um, I only go on Reddit to post Easter eggs for Paul to find on the magic. Um, really? and, he never, and he never does yeah i've got so i saw one other. the other day that i thought sounded like you it was like it was someone just talking about how like one player like looked really cool and i was like that sounds like jt just be it was like some like he had some accessory and that their post was just like i find this a very cool look and i was like this this is probably jt but Yo, i don't um, think you'll ever find me but maybe one day you will um or you went very quiet when i accused you of being um, that Cobra, <laughs> co- Cobra, Con- nah, that wasn't me. Username. Um, <laughs> I, I just thought it was kind of crazy when the um, when the strike NBA strike happened. Suddenly, all the white European players started hanging out and having yeah, that was, <laughs> Now that was weird. <laughs> that was that was strange. And really do you know what? Do, and do you know what the whitest thing of all that, like the fact that 
um, Vucevic was wearing a towel only. It's just the most like I could you I, I would have easily <laughs> he believed wasn't wearing a towel only. <laughs> he was no shorts. <laughs> like he just pop, just gone oh. straight from the pool, popped oh. open a Stella Artois and hit a chicken okay. burger. But it's the like, most Euro, Euro trash thing you could even no, but do. For, for listeners, he was wearing a shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, shirt. <laughs> and presumably had something on <laughs> under the towel. Um, I, I didn't envision a shirt when I heard what JT was saying. When I hit towel shirts. only, I think towel <laughs> only. Um, but he, uh, it was also weird how he was sitting there eating like a burger and fries and no one else was eating. Yeah, that, that first, means that's a, that's a second burger. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon he, he came late. I think this, my theory <laughs> is he definitely wasn't invited and he was like swimming and then he was walking past and he was like, Oi, what are you guys up to? And they're like, we are having... Uh, Party and he was like, um, "Did you not okay. get the group text?" Having party <laughs> and um, and uh, there um, are a few a few um real bad emissions there, eh? What do you mean? Like a few um a few <laughs> white European players left out, which I thought was quite cruel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bucket. Oh, you know, um, that's a bucket. He wasn't there. His own, yeah, yeah. Porzingis wasn't there. <laughs> Subak. Guys, we got um, we got uh, we got six or seven minutes left before JT has to jump off the call. Just quickly um, before we move on from um Denver, um, I just thought of a nickname for Paul Millsap. I don't know if anyone said it, but the campaign because um, the back of his shirt it says "Vote for Millsap." Now you know how they put their names <laughs> That's on the great. bottom. That is good. So call him the campaign because it's also like you're on a campaign to win a title or whatever. Or at some point someone's got to explain to me why um who's that guy? Iguadala, who it might in my secret opinion might be a massive idiot, um, has written like market economics or something on the back of his shirt. Group, e- group economics? Group economics or whatever. Now, it is. I, just felt- I, I think Iggy's actually I think a lot of you know a lot of it's not just basketballs, but a lot of and it's actually not just sports stars, it's people like Elon Musk, right, who's not smart at all in my opinion. Just a grifter. But people that are <laughs> People that are celebrities often, get, you know, if there's sort of like one per cohort, they get the tag of being like the real smart one. Yeah. But, but from my research, Igadella is the smart one. Wow. And during, yeah. And he's actually, he's but super, who? super clued up. And when they had those player only meetings, he was like, uh, you know, about the strike. He was like, look, these are some things we could actually do. There's this um, specific piece of legislation going through in California right now, you know, like wow. okay, legislation okay. 748 that we need, we should be getting people to vote on, stuff like that. Well, I'd love to talk about that um, another time because I just don't understand what group economics is whatsoever. And I, if you have a message on the back of your shirt, you think you'd make it clear. Um, He's got us very, talking about it. <laughs> very, yeah, very, well, I mean, I also don't it. know what it is. Um, um, uh, very quick magic mayhem Paul go yeah, for it it's that time right about that time for the stars to roll on out this is Chumo Kiki and you're listening to magic mayhem with Paul Williams Okay, JT, if you need to leave at any stage, feel free. Um, uh, what was I going to? I just wanted to talk about um, NBA jerseys briefly because um, I finally got a new phone, and so I've managed to. Because on my old phone, I couldn't download it. I've downloaded the Nike Connect app, which oh I can gosh. sync with my jerseys, 
and uh, I can talk about these new benefits that I have on my phone. So, what? um, so it, I scanned, I scanned this magic jersey, and it came up, and it had the magic logo. It's kind of cool. And now that I'm in, it's um, so there's two options: either the magic logo or a jersey. If I go to the jersey, it says Paul Williams one game day tap in, and it's got a picture of the jersey. And then it just has every magic result um, down below. And then if I go to the magic logo, it has their this last game. This just seems unbelievably stupid, right? It has their last game score, and it has a bunch of gifs from the game that don't work. And the first one, I think, is Giannis dunking on the magic. Um, <laughs> but again, it doesn't work. But then if you scroll down, you see some Bucks versus Heat gifs from their last game. And that's it. That's the app. Do you think um, that Nike is going to use this so they can like send drones around to scan to see who's wearing real and fake jerseys? Like they've okay. shipped the jerseys. Well, that's to my find next out point. Who's wearing fakes. Okay, two nights ago, I went. I was on Facebook Messenger chatting with some friends. I had an ad in there. You know how there's ads in Messenger now or whatever, and it was for Wish, the jersey sponsor of the Los Angeles Lakers, possibly the most famous basketball team in the world. Um, and Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point. Or the um, Toon Toon Squad. Mm. Um, they're more universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was advertising Ja Morant teal Nike Swingman jersey, uh, for like thirty five dollars or something, and I was like, that's crazy. So I clicked on it, and it made me download the app. But I was like, I've got to investigate this. Downloaded it. What I found was like Wish, the jersey sponsor of the Lakers, seems to be selling a ton. Like the main thing they sell is fake NBA jerseys. <laughs> is that not crazy? Is it confirmed, confirmed fake? It seemed the prices were way too cheap and they were selling like Memphis Grizzlies jerseys I'd never seen before. There was one that was like white yeah. with like all the silver on it. And I was like, I don't think that's even it seems, a real it, it option. Seems, it seems very fake. My only thought is, Paul, is there any, are they selling all teams or just Memphis Grizzlies? No, I searched other teams. There was um, what appeared to be fake Magic jerseys. Because that'd be pretty cool to buy a fake Lakers Wish jersey but, from Wish. You, why, don't you scan, why don't you scan it with the Nike app? <laughs> to see if it's real. That's a good point, actually. Um, um, Paul, you've got great points. Just before JT's got to go any second now, JT, final words. Do you have anything else you want to describe uh, there before you got to yeah, go? Yeah, I've got, I've got a final word. I love Ludor, and I was pulling for the Thunder, but honestly, could we have survived a Thunder Lakers series? I don't think so. We got no. the result. We got the result yeah. that we needed. Not, it wasn't what we wanted, but it's what we needed. So I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Thank you, Ludor. Goodbye. Cheers, JT. Bye. Okay, my last piece of while we're talking jerseys. Uh, so the NBA store is currently selling Timofey Mozgov Orlando Magic jerseys for, with shipping, New Zealand dollars, $144. <laughs> and it's not even a, like an encore authentic. It's a swingman. And it's on sale. And what? this is a guy who never played a game for the Orlando Magic. So you're saying $140 for a Timothy Mozgov swingman? Well, it's it's 120 It's Wait. Yeah, a Nike swingman jersey. 
I'm pretty. I, I mean, I've written it in a document. I've got a screenshot. For, for as well. Americans, that's like more than full price. And nah, that's um. Well, how much does Swingman normally cost? Well, it's seventy eight dollars American, and w- at the time of writing the writing this, I think that would have been one hundred and twenty New Zealand dollars. So it's more than full price. No, it's not more than full price. Full price. Oh. Um, they've got it crossed out as eight as eighty five dollars and ninety cents. So it's seven American dollars off. And this for is a, a guy who hasn't played for the Magic in like ten years. No, has never played for the Magic. He well, what? he was he well, he was on the team, but he never played a single game. Wow. Uh so he never wore this jersey and he is not in the league and he's Timothy Mozgov. Yeah. So is that not crazy? That is you should crazy, be selling. But... You should be paying me to take this jersey off your hands to clear up it, like it... warehouse space. But let's be honest, Paul. You want that jersey, though, don't you? Well, I guess now I that... would want a Timothy Mozgov Atlanta Magic jersey, is it, especially if it's a good like. Is it a cool one of their good uniforms, or is it a bit of a shitter? It's just blue. It's just the standard blue or the standard white or the so a standard... bit of a shitter. I get you. Actually, the um... black one. Oh no, that's youth. No, I have the same, I noticed the same thing about the Raptors, where they have, like, the Nike store, the only authentic jersey you can ever get from Nike or NBA.com is, I don't know if they use the same warehouse or what's going on, but they both just have authentic DeRozans, who got traded, like, two years ago now, at least, mm. and it's it's not discounted at all, and, um, you know, like, who yeah. who is, like, what's going well, at on? At least and that I, makes, kind of makes sense in the fact that DeRozan's, like, a legend, a leg- like a club legend, but Timothy no, just... Mozgov. There is not a single Magic fan who was like, "Man, remember <laughs> Timothy Mozgov?" <laughs> no, but so so. But my theory is that like, um, they've just got really bad like jersey sale management kind of thing, and it's just it's just weird because the NBA must sell so many jerseys, but I guess they just like only sell like LeBron, Lakers, and Steph Curry. Um, warriors and you know like they they just mm. don't and just round the fringes it's like you just don't sell that many Kyle Lowry jerseys so why bother it's just kind of weird because I also find yeah getting authentics is really hard as well like um, the only player that's widely available in authentics is like DeRozan and like Donovan Mitchell and don't get me wrong Donovan Mitchell's good but like it's just quite on, weird on team store surely you can get anyone authentic right like that you can just customize. no you, you have well, yeah, yeah, they don't, but they don't just have it there. Like they don't just have it. Like they just have a few players ready. Um, they they printed a lot of um, Kevin Durant um, authentics, like actual game jerseys for the Warriors. It's funny yeah. how many of those they had to offload. But yeah, it's just it's just I don't know what's going on with the NBA, but it's just weird how they sell jerseys. It's crazy. Mm. Um, anyway, that's the that's the end of jersey chat. Magic mayhem. Do you um, want to um, player of yeah. the week? Timothy Mozgov. For, yeah. Shout out, well deserved. Yeah, getting those. Um, do, you, do, do you want to just a couple of minor stories and then a couple of light predictions from us before we finish? Yeah, okay. So Steve Nash, um, that was bombshell today. Steve Nash coaching the um, Brooklyn Nets. Wait, has that been announced? Yeah. Wow, big that's story my today. First hearing of that, Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. that's. I like that. We get a live reaction. Yeah, it was. It happened a, uh, a few hours ago. Now it's the uh, it's the top story on Reddit. Um, pretty I, crazy though. Well, I just love that they're not just doing. Yeah, it's your you know dream. how it bugs me that they just always bring back the same guy who's had three chances and not done anything. And 
but Steve Nash is not only like out of nowhere. Um, he's like, um, I mean, he was like a he was like a skills coach with the Warriors, but like most mm. recently, his job's been like an MLS, MLS soccer commentator. Like, it's pretty weird. Yeah, but uh, but like, I feel like he's like a high IQ basketball guy, right? How he yeah, how he weaves his way around the court. It's it's an interesting trend in coaching now, where Juventus, the soccer team, just did this as well. I guess, they, I guess, though, yeah. just while I'm on that, I guess I would have said the same thing about Jason Kidd. I would have been like, he was a high IQ yeah. basketball player. Yeah. I think it's um, bad. I think talented, like, not many of the, I'm just trying to think of which coach would have been the best player back in the day. Maybe Doc Rivers, and he was like a, just a role player for the Hawks, really. Like, I'm just trying to think of who was a good, I only really know Doc Rivers as a basketball player because he would appear on, um, Michael Jordan highlights talking about how awesome Michael Jordan's dunks were against him. Um, yeah. Like back, like when he was still young, that is, uh, he was very good looking back in the day, Doc Rivers. He's, he's not aged super well, in my opinion. Um, His voice weird, is in real bad way. It <laughs> was a weird take from me. Like, but, he um, sounds like Kermit, but Kermit's pretty like bad for him to be at the, um, to be at the Rockets game, Rockets game the other day to watch his son, who he has an w- awkward relationship with. And his son, um, misses all his shots, plays seven minutes, including missing a wide open breakaway dunk, which made me question whether Austin Rivers can actually dunk. But anyway, I mean, just brutal series for, for him. But um, yeah, so Steve, back to Steve Nash, though. There's this weird trend in professional sports now, more and more, like so many major soccer teams now. If you look at, like, um, is it who coaches Chelsea? Is it Lampard? Like um, Villa, yeah, yeah. but now Juventus, just out of nowhere. Um, promoted one of the one of the club's biggest ever in a year where they like it's like cutthroat like win or go home for Juventus quite, almost similar to the Brooklyn Nets in a they just, way they just got Suarez right oh they they yeah they acquired Suarez but they um they promoted as their coach um Andreas Prelo who's an amazing player like almost Steve Nash type he like he played until he was 40 because he's such a good distributor like mm. awesome player very handsome awesome guy I don't know why I'm always just commenting on people's looks now that's unusual but Prilo is, um, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. That's how little about soccer I know. But he, um, he actually was quoted before, because he took the job of Juventus under 23's coach. And he said, I want to stop here, start here. I don't like this trend of um, coaches, um, pl- former players taking up huge positions straight away without any experience. So he wanted to start with the Juventus yeah. under 23's. And then the next week, without ever coaching a game or taking a training session <laughs> in his life, he got promoted to the most important and high pressure job in all of Italy and probably the champions league. It's kind of um, crazy. And that's what Steve Nash is doing now too. Yeah. Wow. But um, I was looking at Juventus last night, not to go down too far down a football route, but um, like they, they've just got Suarez. Is that not a big story? Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's pretty big, but they, um, yeah, they're just going to be this weird Frankenstein monster old person team. The thing though, that, um, was interesting to me though, was how from the world cup, whatever year that was, 2014, maybe when he bit the Italian guy, Cialini, he's now on his team. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. But also Suarez, I just, speaking of people who I think are idiots, um, that guy and his racism scandals. I just don't, don't, don't like that guy at all. Even though it is, it is cool that he bites people and he has very bad teeth 
and he kind of looks like a vampire, but well, and a werewolf, so and he's also bites people. That's cool. I rewatched the video, and it's it is insane. He runs up behind the guy, bites him on the shoulder, <laughs> and the guy falls over in pain. Obviously, like trying to sell it yeah. and draw attention to it. But Suarez yeah. also falls over in pain, <laughs> and he's there being like, "My teeth, <laughs> I've injured my teeth," and. Like the audacity to to try and get a penalty after biting a guy's shoulder, then it got even crazier because Ch- Cialini or whatever, he, uh, he later in an interview said he respected the move, he respected <laughs> the bite, and he was like, I respect the cunning, the cunningness of it. Soccer players are mental, eh? Mm. But, uh, um, but sh- yeah. Yeah, okay, enough football. It, it does make me wonder, though, because like the, this NBA playoff so far, like coaching, I feel, has been such a huge part of it. But you wonder like, how much coaching they're doing. Like, as, we, as I thought, when I, when, I, um, when I smashed you guys in the um, argument about the Thunder coach, um, Donovan, I thought you guys, your best way to get revenge on me would have been Wait, to what? say, uh, I was just joking. Um, yeah. But we had the argument about about um, whether Donovan was a good coach, and, and I, you guys said he was trash because he grew, he drew up, he oh, couldn't nah. get an inbounds play going. Yeah, and... I don't know if I don't know if he's. I just kind of went silent because I, I haven't really seen enough Thunder games. I just thought but my point is my point is that game. he did have a, he did have a really good year, but it's like it's like is that him or is that him is that Chris Paul? And you do wonder that it's like Ty Lue looks like he's going to be coaching the seventy um, uh, sixes now. I think most people are saying that's a good hire, but. Um, in my mind, LeBron was coaching the. T- he is. He's got. A, he's just a LeBron manager and not an actual coach. But we'll we'll find out soon enough. Um, but yeah, Steve Nash definitely. He at least has to be a good player manager to get those superstars in order at Brooklyn. Um, we've got to briefly talk, and I'm I'm sad JT's not here to talk about it. Paul, I know you um, are not a big LeBron flat fan anyway. But the LeBron tweet was quite funny or quite weird. We um. Uh, LeBron famously normally goes quiet during social media uh, during the playoffs, but this um, playoffs he has not done that. And he got into this petty argument with Richard Jefferson and Scottie Pippen and Jay Williams, where Jay Williams said that LeBron in the Heat days was um, was the Scottie Pippen to Dwayne Wade. And I mean, that's quite a big, uh, for most people being called Scottie Pippen would not be an insult, but to LeBron is definitely an insult. And uh, LeBron actually weighed in and it wasn't even that big a tweet. And Jay Williams isn't that respected a, uh, a, a commentator. I mean, he does work for ESPN. But LeBron replied with, explain to me what the FUX are going to do with this subject matter. FUX is a pretty weird thing to um, uh, write. But also subject matter is just a weird thing to way to describe the situation with the subject, subject matter, like so formal. I'm over here minding my damn business preparing for Houston. LeBron, you're always minding your damn business. People talk about you. That's the thing about being a professional superstar. And by the way, I ain't been nobody. Don't say by the way. Um, this is obviously the main thing you want to talk about, LeBron says. And by the way, I ain't ever, never been nobody but my damn self. Shit. So LeBron obviously quite worked up by this minor Twitter feud. It was kind of funny and weird to see. Hmm. His, um... Yeah, LeBron is weird on social media. Like his Instagram is bizarre. Whack. Yeah, is incredibly whack. Like at recently, least you know he's doing it himself. It's kind recently of I saw someone do like a parody of it, and it made me laugh. And then as I was read like online, um, and then as I was reading the comments, I realized 
the people were like, oh, that made me cringe. And I was like, no way. I wish I could find it. And I went to his Instagram and it was just the most recent post he'd done. It was the caption he'd written. And it was just really cringe with like all these hashtags, real embarrassing hashtags. But anyway. It's just, um, it's just, it's just, I, I can understand. And especially because even if you rise above it most of the time, which I think LeBron James generally, considering the amount of conspiracy theories and chat and shit talk that he gets, um, he does a pretty good job of rising above it. It's just funny when just obviously you're just like at the gym or just casually checking your mentions for a, a time. And you see Jay Williams, who's, who is an ESPN analyst saying stuff. I don't like Jay Williams at all, really, as a commentator, but um, as a, as a, as a, as a hot take artist but um anyway um speaking of hot takes let's just finish off with a couple of um wild predictions um and obviously two of these games are already um i mean one game's happening right now as we speak celtics raptors game three but like um uh some of these series are already two nil in the bag but um, i just want to hear um what do you think in celtics raptors raptors will bounce back uh it's going to seven that's that I'm sure. Whoa. Of. Oh, is that bold? Is that a bold pick? So we, no, we uh, yeah, we did brackets um, before the, the playoff started. And for me, this was the one I struggled with the most. And I left it blank until the very end. And uh, Clippers, Celtics, uh, sorry, Celtics, Ra- uh, Raptors. I, um, so, sorry. Yeah. Celtics, Raptors uh, really struggled with it. And, um, eventually I just decided I was like, the Raptors have experience, older players, just veterans. They'll, they'll win it in seven, I think is what I put Raptors in seven. So I'm going to stick with it and say Raptors bounce back. Do you you find picking a bracket or making a bet on a game or something like that? Because I find with me, it's negatively influencing me because instead of just enjoying the game, like normally I would never root for the Nuggets. I would, I don't like the Jazz much either, but I'd always pick them over the Nuggets. But in Game Seven, just because I picked the Nuggets to win the series, um, I found myself it just I just was I was just rooting for my predictions to be right rather yeah. than who I actually feel. So I feel like that's bad. Um, I support the Raptors normally and feel like they're in a bad hole and they mm. should have won Game Two probably. But I'm going to say the same thing about the um, Heat Bucks as well. Like if the Raptors can come back strong in game three, then it's all on Donkey Kong. But the problem of them having to win four and five games, and I know they've done it before, but last year they had Kawhi and they figured the the bucks out. Um, Yeah. I I think the Celtics have probably got it now, but I I, I hope it goes to six or seven. Mm. I think, yeah, I think the, um, meanwhile, the heat it's, that's done. Let's go home. Wow. I mean, it was, already my yeah. prediction and I, it's in my bracket i had i actually had heat over bucks in seven but i don't even think it goes to seven yeah again again it's the same stupid thing i said there and i, I do hate when people say this but it's just hard for the bucks to win four out of five but again if the bucks can smash the heat game three do you not think everyone all of a sudden will be going the bucks are back they've figured out they've got their groove um it is weird that Budden, Buddenholzer is doing a um reverse tom thibodeau and not playing his stars enough and like resting. Like what is Giannis resting for the off season? Um, I saw a comment on Reddit that was like, they're resting Giannis for the, um, the, the bucks are resting for the, um, for the upcoming summer league. Um, like, you know, like why, why is Giannis not playing all the time? Why well, is Middleton he, not he playing was all in the, the he does get, he does seem to get in foul trouble most games. 
So there's, I think there's that. Like, wasn't he? He had three fouls, pretty like first half fouls, I think. It's pretty game. funny for the MVP. I wanted to go hard on Giannis, but we never really talked about Heat versus Bucks because I think he's got to take some pretty big shit for the way the Bucks are going, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like but I two, also the just, two, the two me, time MVP. Yeah, for me though, they were, uh, and I said it. I've said it all along. <clears throat> I I believe what I said was was a um a castle built on sand yeah. uh, what's the quote from the coldplay song and then you discovered is something was don't do it live pillars of salt and pillars of sand that's the box um and they're just i think an easy they're just easy to figure out and i don't want to say they play a tacky they play tacky they play kind of gimmicky and i don't know if yeah, he's got to take some blame, but they play a different style where it's like more. I think Budenholzer needs to take more of the blame. I don't know. Budenholzer, Budenholzer's definitely looking bad. I think as is Nick Nurse, where these like regular season coaches. I guess Nick Nurse won the championship last year, so. But I mean, being coach of the year and just seeing to getting out coached two games in a row, in my opinion, um, seems a bit awkward. But. Um, uh, Budenhoser definitely had that bad reputation with the Hawks of being an awesome coach who just like couldn't do shit in the playoffs. And now again, they just seem to have, yeah, you're right. Major structural problems, but I like going to put something on Giannis not being able to shoot and not being able to pass. And it's just crazy how the, he drives, he does his five step Euro steps into the lane. Like he does. And everyone talks about how great his big steps are. And then the heat just get a short, fast guy to get in front of him. So he can't get to the bucket. And now he's got a pass and there's open three point shooters, but he just can't get a good pass to them. And if he does get it to them, it's like at their feet or way out to the side and they can't knock down shots. And so that's the, that's the, the ball game right there. I do think that, um, I do think the Bucks can uh, bounce back, but it's got to happen right now. ASAP. Yeah. Right. Clips, I think they're, clips, they're versus, done. Clips, clips versus Nugs. This is the first game where there hasn't been a game played yet. The first games today. Um, Clips Nuggets. I think people are maybe sleeping on the Nuggets a little bit. I know they haven't. They they looked kind of shaky. You're saying it, pretty much everyone is picking Clips and four, Clips and five. Yeah, everyone's. I think like the the Nuggets could do some damage there. I don't know what I put in my bracket, but I mean the yeah. It's interest. It's interesting because on paper the Clips seem a lot lot better, but they have been playing. Yeah, you're right. Shaky. Um, it's interesting from Paul George because I'd be like, "Oh yeah, great. He'll get he'll get to go up against like Michael Porter Jr. or someone trash, and he'll get to destroy." But I was like, last game he he couldn't do shit against Tim Hardaway Jr. and now he's going to get like Gary Harris or someone. Like, I'm really interested in the Paul George storyline. Like, I'm picking the Clips to win, and I assume he'll bounce back. But I was like, Gary Harris, even though he can, he can't play because he can't shoot a three on defense, is like formidable. Um and I don't know. I was like, I just interested to see if 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 um if if Paul George can bounce back. But um more more to the point, I think um I think Murray is probably going to get found out a bit in this series with the Clippers having so many good perimeter defenders who are massive. And I don't know if um, you can. I don't know if you can find out just gr- amazing shooting though. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, no, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, well, look at the way um, Dort shut down Harden. Like, I don't know, you just yeah, but some guys. Uh, Harden's more one a play. I think you find out. I for think... me, I'm like Harden's the most dominant offensive player ever. I'm like just amazed that he couldn't do shit, and I'm like, is he mentally struggling? I just couldn't figure it out. No, but such a big part of his game is like getting foul calls, and yeah. for me, it, like it seemed more like Murray just like couldn't miss, like no matter what yeah. defense was doing, there's just be spells. Well, they every didn't, time they didn't really, they, they didn't really, Utah didn't really have any good perimeter defenders to throw on him. And, yeah, I, um, and the Clippers do like, if he goes up against Kawhi, what is he going to do? He's going to get destroyed. What? So I you think. just think Kawhi is just going to block it every time. I just think, yeah, I honestly think, I honestly think I just challenge the shot well enough. Like I think, I think Paul George, Kawhi, like there's enough players there. I mean, I, I mean, part of the free, it's not really Murray's fault that the Nuggets. Uh, I mean, a bit like you know how we're talking about the Thunder, and it's like, well, they've got to put Stephen Adams on the court, in my opinion, because they've just got no one else. You've got to the Thunder, the the Nuggets. Unfortunately, with Gary Harris not being able to shoot and a few other injuries. I don't understand that though, because I swear he used to be able to shoot. Like Gary Harris, he could. He's, a, he's having a bad season and a bad playoffs. So he was like a yeah. fantasy um, go-to for me. Yeah, and I just can't figure out what's happened to him. Players, players just go into into slumps. Like he, he might get it back as well, but it's just he's been so dire. But he's still a good player. He's just not a shooter. And the Nuggets just have so little offense. I, I, I think Jokic is going to be big and probably have thirty point triple doubles. Um, yeah. Because, but um, it, but I think Murray might throw. I could be wrong, but it's yeah. a real shame Will Barden's out because I going into the season I I had Denver as one of like the deeper teams. Yeah, but it's funny without Gary Harris. I know Gary Harris is back now, but without Gary Harris and um, Will Barton, they suddenly look quite dependent on just jump. Like yeah. they went from their their biggest strength to me is almost like the opposite of how they've been so far. Their biggest strength was that they were well balanced, um, yeah. kind of top Not, ten, eight yeah. to ten guys. But now they look quite top heavy to me. But anyway, how nice is it to see the well balanced teams like succeeding though? Like seeing, I mean, the Raptors not succeeding anymore, but they're losing to mm-hmm. another well balanced team. The Clippers, uh, the sorry, the um, Celtics, uh, Heat, um, Thunder to an extent. Like they way overachieved, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I mean, the I think the Clippers are well well balanced, but that's just because they've got like an embarrassment of riches rather yeah, than yeah. they're like a, a well put together team. Um, but it's, that's kind of cool narrative to see, and also see teams just like almost like the hustle teams doing well. That those same teams I consider like to be like well drilled hustle teams, and that's mm. kind of like paying off over um, over star power, maybe a little bit, maybe not. Um, uh, Lakers versus Rockets. Finally, I, this is for me really hard. Like I'd obviously probably pick the Lakers just with more talent, but it's going to be funny to watch. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Like JT has a good point that this is the more exciting series than I think OKC um, LA. 
possibly. I don't know actually. But um, you, you just want to see the Rockets come out and just like hit like a, a playoff record number of threes in the first game, win game one, and then just all of a sudden like the Lakers mm. are panicking. Like you want to well, see, yeah. Like like the, the Lakers are my other team that I just don't trust. And maybe it's partly because I just do, I, I hope they do bad. But I think, again, I think they're shake, they're, they could be shaky. And I don't know if it's this round or the round after, but uh, I see them falling apart at some stage a bit. Um, well, yeah, well, this could be it because it's going to be such a crazy series. Like, look at Rocket's small ball. Like, they literally don't have a – I mean, at least they put on, like, a player that never plays, like Tyson Chandler. Um, they don't have a person to put out there. The Lakers have all bigs. Like, LeBron, who's basically a power forward, is, like, their point guard, shooting guard. Like, it's just, like, they got all these players who are massive – and the Rockets are going to try and like, I don't know, defend uh, PJ Tucker defending Anthony Davis. Like it's going to be fascinating to watch. Mm. And, and people being accusing Anthony Davis of being soft. Well, man, if he shoots a few fadeaways and misses a few fadeaways in game one, uh, that that's going to really heat up. But at the same mm. time, the Rockets are playing so poorly at the moment or the way they seem to get figured out by the Thunder that it's hard to have too much excitement for them causing an upset. Mm. Um, are you loving it though? Like just amazing games all around, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 spending literally all day just watching NBA and then and then reading comments. There's only <laughs> good on you, man. Good on you. There's only two <laughs> games. Um, there's only two games a day. I find like the best way to watch NBA by mile is just be watching it on League Pass, um, delayed, and then just like ten second fast forwarding through all the if you got fast enough internet for it through all the breaks and a game takes like about an hour to watch. And it's awesome. I love it. Mm. I've been watching uh, games live as well. And then just doing, trying to do some work during the little break and then back into it. It's just little, crazy. Little how spirits. many, um, how many stoppages, like the last two minutes of games are taking like half an hour. And I mean, the, the reviews, what annoys me is like the reviews in like the second quarter where they like, for some reason, just get into it and they're like, it's time to watch this. Um, minor push off foul like 45 times and it's like yeah it probably wasn't a push off but like they're not going to overturn it you know like there's so many just ticky tack fouls and so much time spent analyzing them I just think it's not it's yeah it's just so much better if you can watch it delayed but yeah you run the risk and you gotta be so disciplined and not checking any social media or news sites yeah anyway it's a weird way to finish it but loving the NBA um, shout out to JT our fallen soldier um, uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I, I don't do that. Cap, but catch ya. on behalf of JT, he was JT, a.k.a. Rocket Man. Wow. Shout out to the Rocket Man. Catch you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.